Welcome to Career Tools. Our guidance on job search, the big picture, part one. Here we go. This guidance answers the questions, where should I look for a job? What are the best places to look for a job? Whom should I talk to about a job? Finally, after years of waiting, The Effective Manager in book form is available at Amazon and Barnes and & Noble and your other retail booksellers, as well as signed copies are available on our website, manager-tools.com. If you want to know the basics of how to manage others effectively in book format, including Kindle and ebook format as well, we encourage you to buy, read, and then implement the guidance in The Effective Manager. So, Wendy, I love that we're talking about job search in the big picture because too many people spend too much time in narrow channels. Uh, LinkedIn is popular at a particular time. Somebody says, oh, LinkedIn's the way you get a job, which is not really true. Or, you know, back a long time ago, job boards and then monster dominating job boards. It was all about job boards and so on. And that's a mistake, right? Yeah, that's the the probably the biggest mistake that people make when they're looking for a job, they just focus on one way. And often it's the easiest way. It's the the way with the least amount of stress, the least amount of feedback, because they don't want their feelings hurt, which is understandable. But it's also stretching out the job search, because if there were a silver bullet, which there isn't, it would be to spread your search about, among the most number of channels that you can. You know, it's interesting that I, I guess it surprises me. Um, I've been doing this long enough that I shouldn't be surprised, but it still surprises me that we would have to even say that to someone who, you know, people describe job search as hard. It's like, yeah, okay, why wouldn't you, if you know that, or if it worries you, or if you're scared, or if you're uncertain about it, why wouldn't you take advantage of every opportunity? And I think people, just have sort of cognitive dissonance about it and just say, well, this is something that's good. And so I'll do this. And then they do a little bit and then they wait as if exactly the world, you know, if you build a better mousetrap, the world will beat a path to your door. The whole point of that is the world will not. I'm reading a, a book about baseball right now and um, it doesn't make any sense, but it appeals. They were talking about uh, this particular small baseball team was talking about trying to do something really hard and they were asking for free stuff and uh, they were asking from two different big companies and the quote in the book is combining two long shots might make for a medium shot which of course is false that's not how statistics and probabilities work but the point is if there are 13 different avenues by which you can get a job and you're only working on three of them then you're then when you complain when people complain that the job search isn't good that that it's hard we'd say well why aren't you using all the tools available to you exactly and this came out of a phone call i had with somebody who, who i said okay what have you been doing so far and he gave me like three things i'm like okay let's do some more then yeah because there's plenty more <laughs> i i think that there are two fundamental rules, which are use everything you can and recognize that your network is the 900-pound gorilla. Mm -hmm. If somebody That's called right. me and said, well, Mark, I'm, I'm really focusing on my network. I've had 12 conversations with people in the last couple of weeks. I have 15 more scheduled in the next two to three weeks. I'd probably say, okay, you're probably fine. I, I wouldn't tell them, don't do anything else. Um, 
But if you're going to narrow your focus, the one place we would narrow our focus would be network. And we know that that scares some of you because you don't like network stuff. And I'm sorry. I feel terrible about that. And that's the way the world is. And you're going to have to get over it and decide. You can ignore that if you want, but you do so at your own peril. Um, And unfortunately, if you do that at your own peril and then get quoted in a business article which says the search is hard and so on, you're misleading people because you're not availing yourself of all the tools. Okay, so what are the tools? I mean, there are probably many more than this, but what are the big buckets of tools in terms of the big picture for search? Okay, so here's the first seven. Uh, Companies you know, companies you don't know, job boards, LinkedIn, your network, your non-network, and recruiters. Yeah, so so we want to take each one of these and talk them about a little bit. There's probably plenty more to do in terms of delving more deeply into reaching out to each one of these and how to manage it and so on. I think we probably could do several hours on your network alone about how to reach out and so on. We've certainly got, I mean, you and I have said many, many times in Career Tools before that the single most important Career Tools guidance we have is building a network. Not networking. We don't want you to be a schmoozer, folks, but building your relationships with other people um, with whom you've worked or would like to work. So let's take each one of them and talk a little bit about what people can do, at least at a high level, big picture, because that's the name of this cast. Companies you know. Yeah. So we started with this one, even though it's probably not the most important, because your network is the most important one, but because... It's it's a really it's an easy one. So if you've just started searching or you've just been fired or you've just been laid off, then companies you know is a really safe place to start. So that helps some people kind of ramp up. Um, and so any company that you know where you know a few people in the industry that work there, you know a few people that work there because of some other connection, some company that you've read about or some company that you drive past every day. Um, you can go ahead, go to their website, enter your resume into whatever system they have, look and see if there's any specific jobs that you want to apply for, and go ahead and apply for those. It'll mean that you have to get your resume ready first, so that's it's a good step in forcing you to do that because that's another thing that people don't like. Um, and, and it's a really easy win. You know, if you're trying to do 10 applications a day or 10 contacts a day, which is what we would recommend, then you can easily do 10 if you just look at two or three companies that you know are nearby. So it's a really easy start. And yet, there are people who do that. They pick the 10 companies, they apply, and then that's all they do. And yeah. what are the chances that if you do 10 companies on one day, what are the chances that that job search is going to turn out good? 1%. No, no, come on. 1% is way too generous. 0.01? I mean, 0.01? I mean, if, if they can't distinguish you, whether you know people there or not, I mean, if they can't distinguish you and they're getting hundreds of resumes a day. Yeah, it's really low. Yeah. And yeah, it, it happens. That's the thing with all of these channels. You can't not do it because you think the chance is very low because it does happen. So the idea is to be as and on as easy. many channels as you can. It's yeah, easy exactly. and it does happen. So therefore you take advantage of it. And there's no one I know who, when, when the guidance is you should make your job search a job and show up at your desk at eight or nine in the morning and work until four, there's no one who fills more than a week's worth and they don't work until four o'clock every day. People just don't. People want it to be easy and it's not. 
Yeah, I think, in fact, most of the quotes in popular press about job searches being hard are from people who want it to be easy. And if you want it to be easy and it's not, it's going to seem hard. Mm-hmm. That's true. And the harder you work, the easier it is. And because it's so easy, uh, working with companies that you know, which if you know them, probably ma- the majority of the other people who do a similar job to you or are in a similar industry, they know them too. Um, because it's so easy, many more people are doing it. Right, the percentage of people that are taking the same action of you as you is really high, and so that also narrows your chances because you're just one in a thousand, rather than being with your network maybe one in one or one in two. So you can't stop here because, like we said, like you just said, the likelihood of it being successful is really low. And the one thing to do if you do have contacts at the companies is to talk to them first. Right. Um, if there's a referral scheme, then you definitely want to take advantage of that. And if there's not, or or if you know people but they can't do anything for you, then you can still take advantage of applying directly. Right. And usually, if if there's a contact and that person would get a reward for referring you, it usually only counts if they're the first person to submit your resume. So you want to check with them first because. Uh, you don't want to ruin their chance of getting a reward and therefore kind of taint the relationship and maybe not like the kind of recommendation that you might want from them later. I'm amazed at the number of people who talk themselves out of applying. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's just, well, they don't, you know, that won't, uh, well, you know, maybe, oh, no, probably not. Yeah, I'll never get in there. Yeah. They don't apply, they don't employ people like me, never. <laughs> there's a million of them. Okay, next. Companies you don't know. Yes, <laughs> which sounds kind of counterintuitive. How do I know they're there if I don't know them? Well, you have to do some research. And there is about a thousand companies within 10 miles of where you are if you're in a city who you've never heard of who have job openings for the kind of jobs you want to do. And so this is just a case of just a, a Google search in the location. So if I was doing it, I would do... Uh, San Antonio, and maybe I'd want a job in HR, which if I ever apply, just reject me. Um, But I would do HR jobs, San Antonio, or HR departments or HR companies in San Antonio. And that gives you a whole long list of people, of companies that you've probably never heard of that have the kind of departments or jobs that you're looking for. And you you can use Google. You can also use on LinkedIn and Glassdoor there are location-based searches. So you can say on Glassdoor, tell me all the companies that are within 10 miles of my zip code. This is one of the reasons why one of the most important questions you need to be able to answer when you start doing a job search is what every recruiter will ask you, the two-part question, what do you want to do and where do you want to do it? I'm amazed at the number of people who are 40 who can't answer that question. Uh, we have a person who's a longtime licensee of ours who is doing a job search now. And I asked him what he wanted to do and where did he want to do it? And uh, he described himself. <laughs> I, I, like, no, that's not, you know, I'm an ex. So I, what do you want to do? Yeah, that doesn't and help. Where do you want to do it? Yeah. <laughs> he did answer the where do you want to do it part, but not the what do you want to do. I think yeah. people are scared of, of limiting themselves by telling you, I want to do this. 
I agree. But it's it's just so much harder to help them. And it's like going I to don't the doctor. care. I don't care. I don't care. I mean, people say, well, I, I don't want to limit myself. Okay, fine. Then don't answer my question. It's fine. I'm the gatekeeper. I have the jobs. You want the jobs. And you want to have a discussion that only meets your rules. You only mm -hmm. want to do things your way. That's fine. Don't complain about the process then. Because the process, the economy, the marketplace about job search is all about the people who are hiring. It's why recruiters are paid by companies and not by individuals. There are rare exceptions, but you don't want to pay a recruiting company to try to help you get a job. It doesn't work. So the idea that, well, well, you know, I don't, I'm uncomfortable with that. Okay, that's fine. Then it's fine. Then I would assume that a job search that's hard would also make you feel uncomfortable. But if you'd rather, in, you know, avoid things that are uncomfortable, don't search for a job. Or there's plenty of jobs at a much lower level than you want. I'm sure you could get a job for half the pay you're getting now or used to be. So, yeah, I love the the web enabling location-based searches. And, you know, the companies you don't know, bit when you, you know, you go to LinkedIn and you find these companies, you say, well, I've never heard of those companies. I, I've said this before. I'll say it again many, many times on Career Tools. The number of companies that you know as an individual is trivial compared to the number of companies there are. And I'm talking about companies that would interest you. The reason why is companies you're aware of are consumer products companies. The Googles, the Microsofts, the Apples, the Intel, because Intel is in a consumer product. Everybody has a computer. The Procter & Gamble's, the Johnson & Johnson's. Um, but there are thousands of companies within 10 miles of you, if you live in a major city, that you've never heard of that could be incredibly profitable, could be in your niche, could have a great management philosophy. But they don't advertise to us. They're a business-to-business mm -hmm. -business company, and so they don't advertise to us. I mean, a lot of people didn't know about the Manager Tools Trinity because before manager tools start putting out podcasts, when I was training people on this all over the world, I didn't advertise to individuals because individuals couldn't afford our daily rate. Yeah. Now, the individuals that went through the training knew, but you, you wouldn't know if you weren't at a company that I consulted to, you would never have heard of my firm and I didn't care. And yet you may have been perfect for me. And mm -hmm. so a location-based search gives you all kinds of opportunities and it avoids the conversation about where do you want to do it? Obviously, if you've applied for a job at a given location, you're saying, yes, I'm yes. willing to work here. They probably won't even ask you if the location is okay. No, I do love people who apply for jobs, though, and go through the interview process and then say, yeah, but I don't want to work in this office. Yeah. It's happened to me. <laughs> Uh, if you want to look in a smaller company, then uh, the Yellow Pages and Yelp are surprisingly good sources of information about smaller companies, particularly professional offices. So things like accountants, uh, dentists, doctors, those kind of people who have small offices, which for some people is just the perfect place to work. They often have much shorter commutes because, the, you know, they're likely to be just down the road from you. Yeah. And they favor really local candidates. They like it if you're like 10 streets over or 10 blocks down the road. So that's a good place to go if you know that you want a smaller environment. Good. And what this implies, of course, is that people need to start reading more. Local business press, national business press, 
business uh, news, whether it's Wall Street Journal and Fortune Magazine, for instance, perhaps in the States, but also the daily business news in your newspaper, which you can certainly read online. And that's true in virtually every city in the world and every nation in the world as well. Yeah. All right. Job boards. So we have we have uh, guidance already that we've published about managing a search on a job board. What part of our guidance was to pick more than one. So you don't just pick Monster. You don't just pick Indeed or the LinkedIn job boards. Um, you have to have more than one, partly because you want they're segregated by industry and level sometimes. And partly because although big companies tend to advertise their their roles on multiple job boards, smaller companies don't. Medium-sized companies don't. They'll have picked the one board where they find the right people. And so if you're not spreading across a bunch of job boards, you won't see those ads. Ah, and again, okay. it's it's again, job boards are not the best place to find a job. I think it's like 15% maybe of people find a job through a job board. But it happens. Mainly because it's easy. You can sit at your desk and do it, and it's blind. They don't know you, and you don't know them, and you're one of a million that applies. So, yeah. And for all that people say they want feedback from interviews, they don't actually want feedback, and job boards don't give you feedback. Right. So, And the other good thing about job boards is that when you submit your resume, recruiters often have a license to look at the people who've been submitted, not just for their jobs, but if you submit your resume generally. To be clear though, Wendy, when you say recruiters, you're not talking about hiring managers. You're talking about recruiters who work for a recruiting firm who get hired by companies. And so the fact that your resume is in the electronic marketplace of a job board means recruiters their company have paid for them to go in and look at resumes. Mm -hmm. So your resume on a job board may have a knock-on effect of bumping into a recruiter who says, oh, I I recruit people like this. Exactly. Now, remember, that recruiter still works for the company, and there are negatives associated with recruiters. But generally speaking, if you manage the relationship well, there are far more positives than there are negatives. And people are always surprised. When I used to do this, they would put their their resume on a job board and I would get an alert. And the first thing I do was call them like 15 minutes later. And they'd be like, oh my gosh, I didn't expect anyone to call me so soon. I don't, uh, but, and they couldn't answer any of your questions. Then they get ruled out because they're an idiot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. no, yeah. No, I'm sorry. Yeah. Really? Oh, I'm so sorry. Can we do this again? No. I have 40 more calls like this to make. And remember, the companies and the recruiters are in charge of the search, not you. And I know that's uncomfortable, and we don't care. It's just true. And we have guidance about talking to recruiters. Uh, So if you look at the map map of the universe on the website, you can find other information about recruiters. Uh, So it would be good to read that first and get ready before you post your resume. Because I... it's almost certain you'll get a call way sooner than you think. And if you're an experienced manager, maybe even a director or something like that, and you're doing a search and you're thinking about this, we have recommended it before. One of only two of our guests ever on the show, I take that back. I think we've had three guests on the show, counting Mark Granger, was John Lucht, the author of the book Rites of Passage at $100,000 plus, which is a an incredibly detailed, action-oriented, specific, actionable guidance handbook about how to conduct a search and how to work with recruiters. And it tells you what the ins and outs are, what the risks are, what the benefits are, what you have to do, and how you have to do it, and so on. 
we highly recommend John's book. Yeah. It's the only book you ever need to read about executive search and recruiters. That's it, everybody. See you next week. If you enjoyed this podcast and you want the how-tos in management wherever you are, check out the free Manager Tools mobile app. It's available on both iOS and Android devices. Go to the Apple Store or the Google Play Store and download the Manager Tools app. Just search for Manager Tools in the respective store or go to the Manager Tools website, www.manager-tools.com, and you'll find the links on the bottom of the homepage. Once you've installed the Manager Tools app, you'll have access to all the Manager Tools and Career Tools shows anytime, anywhere you want. With easy searching of podcasts by category, using the map of the universe, or using built-in search functions, it couldn't be easier. Additionally, if you're a Manager Tools personal licensee, you'll have easy access to all the show notes right from the app whenever you want. Go to the App Store and download the Manage Tools mobile app. You'll be happy you did.